Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about human sexuality, but be warned, this is one of the less sexy videos on human sexuality that you'll find on the internet. Um, just saying. But lack of sexiness aside, if you guys are enjoying this show, then please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. It helps us out a ton. I mean, you see the kinds of things we talk about over here. Do you really think YouTube is just going to offer our videos up to people? I don't think so. Our content gets deranked, which means that if we want our show to continue to grow, we need to rely on you guys, our awesome audience, to share our videos. Share them places like Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or heck, even email them to people. That goes a heck of a long way for us, and if you did want to go the extra mile to support the show, you can, of course, always head on over to blazetv.com slash Lauren and subscribe using the code Lauren to save money on your annual subscription. Not only do you help us keep the lights on over here, but you also get a ton of other great shows to watch. And since we aren't on Patreon anymore, if you did want to chip in for the show, that subscription would be how you do it. So as I'm sure we're all aware of by now, the power couple of Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth is no more. And while the media has been abuzz with pieces pondering what exactly led to the breakup, one of the more interesting takes on the situation actually comes to us from NBC News of all places. Last week, writer Marcy Bianco wrote an op-ed entitled, Miley Cyrus's split with Liam Hemsworth isn't just celebrity gossip, it's a blow to the patriarchy. The piece boldly opens by stating that, quote, over the past week, an assortment of trending stories, from Jeffrey Epstein to the Dayton and El Paso mass shooters, to Miley Cyrus's separation and Julianne Hough's declaration that she's not straight, together have laid bare the strictures of an American patriarchy on the edge of a nervous breakdown. As the status quo, heterosexuality is just not working. I know that connecting Jeffrey Epstein's suicide slash murder with mass shooters and Miley Cyrus's breakup might sound like 8chan conspiracy theory territory, but let me remind you all that this piece was published by NBC News. So, yeah. Plus, I'm still not sure how one can simply deem that heterosexuality is just not working when it's still how, like, 98% of the people out there are and is also the way that our species reproduces, but go on. As Bianco continues, quote, As a snapshot of 2019 America, these stories present a startling picture. Men continue to coerce, harass, rape, and kill girls and women, and go to extreme lengths to avoid responsibility for their actions. Sorry, I, I don't mean to keep interrupting. We'll get through the article, I swear. I, I just have a lot of things to say about this piece. Don't you find it interesting how modern-day feminism always portrays any perceived shortcomings from men as men just sucking? Men commit crimes and are violent, just evil, patriarchy, bad. But when it comes to women's shortcomings, like not making as much money, not being as successful in STEM or business, and initiating most divorces, the conversation is always framed so that the negative outcomes are merely a consequence of women's status as victims and an oppressed class. And don't get me wrong, I find the whole back and forth of women are worse, no men are, women have it harder, no men do, largely pointless, but still it is funny that according to feminism, any negative traits that are more prominent in men are due to men's inherent badness, whereas any negative traits that are more prominent in women are due to men made us do it. I mean, as a woman, sure, that is convenient, 
but I just don't know how internally consistent it really is. Bianco continues that on the other side of the issue, girls and women are challenging heterosexuality and even absconding from it altogether. Framed differently, the picture is this. Men need heterosexuality to maintain their societal dominance over women. Women, on the other hand, are increasingly realizing not only that they don't need heterosexuality, but that it is also often the bedrock of their global oppression. It seems like this author, much like medieval monarchs, views relationships to not be about love so much, but rather politics and power dynamics. In isn't that romantic? And it's fascinating because the way this author writes about heterosexuality, she almost makes it sound like a choice or political statement, which is very different from how the progressive movement has been talking about homosexuality for decades as something innate and unchangeable, right? The Lady Gaga song, Born This Way, that's been the progressive motto for ages, but here we have this author telling women that they don't need heterosexuality. But can you imagine telling gays that they don't need homosexuality? That sounds a little to me like conversion therapy, which if memory serves, we're not supposed to do. The article goes on by saying that, quote, patriarchy is at its most potent when oppression doesn't feel like oppression or when it is packaged in terms of biology, religion, or basic social needs like security and comfort, acceptance, and success. Heterosexuality offers women all these things as selling points to their consensual subjection. Historically, women have been conditioned to believe that heterosexuality is natural or innate, just as they have been conditioned to believe that their main purpose is to make babies, and if they fail to do so, they are condemned as not real or as bad women. Here again, Bianco writes about heterosexuality as if women have to be convinced or persuaded to be straight, and she takes direct aim at the idea that heterosexuality is innate. Either being straight is a choice, in which case being gay is also a choice, or sexuality is not something that we decide for ourselves, but you can't have it both ways. You don't get to claim that we're born this way when it comes to anything to do with LGBT acceptance while simultaneously complaining that we treat heterosexuality as innate or natural. No, it doesn't work like that. And regarding the making babies statement, did you ever think that maybe our societies are heteronormative because most people are straight? Because if they weren't, then our species wouldn't be able to continue? Like, no hate to anyone who's not, really, but that's just biology. And we're not quite done with this article yet because there is more as Bianco writes. In the Women's Health September cover story, Huff, an actress and Dancing with the Stars champion, describes her personal transformation, which included delayering all the survival tactics I've built up my whole life. One of these survival tactics, she says, meant connecting to the woman inside that doesn't need anything versus the little girl that looked to my husband to protect me. She said that now we have a more intimate relationship, and part of the intimacy entailed telling her husband that she was not straight, but had chosen to be with him. This is an inspirational statement because it offers a new model for women to enter into heterosexual relationships with men that redefines the power dynamic. Relationships are about power dynamics, but no, she 
She actually wrote that. Most people, both heterosexual and not, view relationships as about finding someone who you're sexually attracted to and emotionally compatible with, with whom you can build your life. This author, though, seems to view relationships as political statements that are representative of the power dynamics between men and women as a whole, as entire genders. So with this actress telling her husband that she isn't straight but still chooses to be with him, it's almost like she's gaining power over men by saying, hey, I could still choose to be with a woman if I wanted to. This is weird for many reasons. Number one, I personally view relationships as being between two people, not between two groups. In my relationship with Liam, I don't view it as him representing men and me representing women. Bianco clearly disagrees though, and this isn't the first time we've seen progressives make relationships about group dynamics rather than interpersonal dynamics. There are actually several examples of pieces by progressives lately being critical of interracial relationships because they're worried about how these relationships will be perceived as representing racial dynamics among society as a whole. Your relationship is about you and your partner. That's it. Are you really this much of a collectivist where you can't even view yourself or your boyfriend or girlfriend as individuals rather than members of a larger group? You're crazy. Additionally, the idea that because this actress is bisexual, she might leave her husband for another woman, that's a very common trope used against bisexuals that in reality, they really don't like. This author writes about bisexuality as if it's a bargaining tool, which is ridiculous because gay, bi, straight, whatever, everyone always has the same options to leave or stay. Your sexuality does not determine your commitment to monogamy. And I'm pretty sure insinuating otherwise is like, not good with the gays. And about Miley Cyrus, Bianco writes, quote, shortly after it was announced that Cyrus and her husband Liam Hemsworth were splitting up, photos of the singer kissing a woman in Italy made the tabloid rounds. But even before the breakup, Cyrus embraced her non-heterosexual identity in Elle's August cover story. In language that echoed Hoff's ownership of and responsibility for her sexuality and marriage choices, Cyrus noted that she made a partner decision by choosing to marry Hemsworth in late 2018 because he was, she explained, the person I feel has my back the most. And Bianco finishes the article by saying, while men stew in their mess, women are rising. They are taking back control of their lives and their bodies, and they are questioning the foundation of the patriarchy, heterosexuality, that has kept them blindly subordinate for centuries. Ultimately, guys, I really could not care less who Julian Hoff and Miley Cyrus are dating. Men, women, both, neither, whatever. As far as I'm concerned, Hollywood has always been a bit of a write-off anyway. What really gets me, though, is this whole idea that heterosexuality is a choice or a political statement. And as crazy as it sounds, that's a concept that's been in feminist circles for a while now. Political lesbianism is the conscious decision to date women instead of men in order to fight the patriarchy, and it's something that radical feminist Julie Bindle has been writing about for over a decade. As she explained way back in 2009, quote, in the late 70s, a group of lesbians in Leeds known as Revolutionary Feminists, or RFs, made a controversial move that resonated loudly for me and many other women. Appealing to their heterosexual sisters to get rid of men from your beds and your heads, they started a debate which reached its heights in 1981 with the publication of an infamous booklet, 
Love Your Enemy, the debate between heterosexual feminism and political lesbianism. In this, the RFs wrote that all feminists can and should be lesbians. Our definition of a political lesbian is a woman-identified woman who does not screw men. It does not mean compulsory sexual activity with women. Bindle concluded that, quote, to me, political lesbianism continues to make intrinsic sense because it reinforces the idea that sexuality is a choice. I also suspect that it is very difficult to spend your daily life fighting against male violence only to share a bed with a man come the evening. Then there's also the fact that working with women toward a common goal means you develop a strong and passionate bond with them. Why some feminists then block out the possibility of sexual relationships with their political sisters and instead turn to men for intimacy is beyond me. So is sexuality a political choice or heck even a choice at all? Well, I don't know about Julian Hoff and Miley Cyrus, but Bianco seems to think so, and Julie Bindle definitely thinks so. To most of us, though, the idea that we choose our sexuality, I'm pretty sure is ridiculous. I guess bisexual people can choose whether they date men or women, but still, that initial attraction, that's not a choice, or at least it's not a choice when I'm attracted to someone. In any case though, I don't really have anything else to say about this story because it's, it's just, it's weird. But as always, I would love to know what you guys think. Should feminists choose to be gay? Can one choose to be gay at all? Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.